here, man. What's up, man? I mean, I, I, I'm just we, asking, we, this man. Is, this is holiday time, yeah. man. I'm sweatpants and chilling from here on so, out. So yeah. am I. Yeah. I, I was just asking if you were waiting until Christmas to get it lined nah, up. No, I might do it. Like, uh, it's hard. Everybody's got the same ideas of trying to get lined up for I don't know why, what reason. I never grew facial hair up until recently. Really? And uh, I kind of like, like it. So you, you, like you trying to do the DP over there? Uh, yeah, yeah. He, rub, he rubbed off on you. Yeah, well, DP just goes with just yeah, the chin. Yeah. I've, I've done a little bit more than that. I've got a little yeah. bit on the upper chin. They say you usually start to look like people you hang out with. You heard that, right? <laughs> Do I look like DP yeah. now? You, you, you kind of favor him a little oh, bit. No. <laughs> you go down on a family vacation in like Mexico or something, then you guys would be like. Yeah, we come know, back looking yeah, the same. You couldn't like, tell us apart. Exactly. Uh, but uh, just in for DP today. I think he he's hitting some Knicks games. Uh, he's going, mm-hmm. you know, on Broadway. He's doing that kind of thing. Maybe some Islander stuff. That's what he, when he goes on vacation. It's basically just to watch football or hockey or baseball or something like that. You you always find where you stand with people that you either work with or whatever when they when whether they invite you when they do trips like this. He's because he's going to the mecca of basketball. Right. Are you mad that he didn't invite you? Uh yeah yeah you know what just for radio yeah I'm mad you know, sure yeah why not right. no nah, I mean it's I mean I I mean hey that sounds like a great trip that's now, a lot but it's a lot of walking though yeah in New York you can't take a cab but you gotta walk what are you doing I mean like what do you do around the holidays you go back uh, to Minnesota is that where that's where Chuck still is right yeah um I just talked to him today so I the whole so I got to hear about the great coach that they got yeah. um. And how you know Miami played Nebraska, they you know beat the break, so yeah, forth. So yeah. so that's the first five minutes every time I pick up. He the likes phone. Whipple. Oh, he does like Whipple, but he likes talking about the Miami Hurricanes. We're okay, hur- Mi- Miami Hurricanes. Miami okay. Hurricanes. Uh, everybody went to Miami besides me. That's right. Everybody, uncles, Did, play uncles. And you everybody. were offered by Miami, yeah. correct? Yeah. Yeah. So to I play running back or linebacker. I don't know what they wanted to play me. They just, I think they just thought I was coming, but then, uh, you know, I, I mean, Coach Osborne, you know, did his thing. Yeah. So that's all, so as we were losing this year, and Miami had a decent year this year. Yeah. So I heard I, that's the first five minutes every time we pick up, he picks up the call, which is great. <laughs> Obviously, uh, but I'm not going to Minneapolis. Um, we kind of did like a virtual Christmas mm-hmm. uh, Sunday. Um, my daughters are here in town, yeah. and then. Um, you know, all our family is from the D.C. area, so he's going out. He's going out there. My aunt still lives in, um, in the house that my yeah. grandparents lived in, and stuff. Does he still go to Vikings games? And oh yeah, uh, yeah the Thursday the night game. He was on there. They had him on sideline and everything. Oh, they did. They had him on NFL Network. Awesome. Yeah, I was getting all types of texts, like, and uh, I think Schaefer was up at the game and yeah. stuff. So, does he live and die with Vikings games? Like, I don't it, think he. He. You know what's funny is the, the Vikings and how Nebraska is now the Vikings obviously are a little bit better because they've been yeah. in kind of playoffs. They were real dominant when he played. They were, right. Nebraska was real dominant. So I don't think he really, really lives and dies with it, but he's definitely invested. Yeah. He definitely won. I mean, who wouldn't? He put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears and wants them to do well. So, um, you know, and a lot of those guys live up there. You know, yeah. I grew up with Carl Eller, Alan Page, Jim Marshall. All those guys uh, still Am- around. Yeah, and then Ahmad for a while um, until he started, you know, Hanging out with the higher ups with yeah, Tiger, right, right. Tiger Woods and Michael Jordan, yeah. he'd have like a summer house up there. Um, so I, I grew up around those guys. Did you get to know some of the later guys like uh, Chris Carter and, yeah. and Randy Moss yeah, and those so I was, guys? I was a well, I played against Randy. Oh, that's then, right. Yeah, and so I used to play. Um, 
pick up basketball against Dante Culpepper and all those guys, uh, you know, when I'd be back in the off season. Uh, but I uh, was a ball boy, and Chris Carter, Hassan Jones, um, uh, Jake Reed. Wow. Steve Jordan gave me uh, when I first started playing varsity football. Tight end. Yeah, yeah. great. Uncle Steve is what I call him, and his son is Cam. Uh, so Steve, uh, when I was a ball boy, he was like he used to always mess with me because I was uh, tall and skinny and had these big old feet. He's like, "Damn boy, you got some big old feet." <laughs> and then back then, you couldn't get. 13 uh, and 14 you know you'd right. be ordering them out of east bay and who knows if you right. get them when the season started so he gave me because he was sponsored by spot built i think back then mm -hmm. and he gave me two two pairs of cleats he gave me a white player and a black player he told me to wear the black player when it's you know muddy out uh, and he's like you better gotta wear the white pair pair when you want to look fast <laughs> and stuff so steve is always and i always enjoy seeing him and stuff so all those guys like joey browner uh, and all those guys and um so Kept in contact with them. And then, you know what's funny? I was a ball boy. Um, Randall McDaniel was there. Yeah. It was when he was younger. Ended up playing against him. Wow. Um, Rich Gannon, when he was coming back off his shoulder surgery, mm -hmm. before I was coming to Nebraska, I was, I, we trained yeah. together. Yeah. He was rehabbing, and, you know, and so mm -hmm. ended up playing against him. Um, and then I was one of the guys that uh, used to sneak John Randall, like, weights to put in his girdle back then <laughs> so he could weigh in over 250. And oh he, seriously yeah. oh yeah so when he got there he had to be about he says he was 250 he he might have been like 235 240 but nobody uh, could block him he was the best pass rusher I ever saw right. off the vikings yeah so then sure. you know his first year he didn't play that much but he uh, was on but then he, you know obviously when i i was a ball boy for three years and uh, he, funny thing is me and lane kiffin what about lane kiffin we were both ball boys seriously yeah Wow. How are you going to be in here? I don't know. Yeah. So, I, I didn't so know. Monty Kiffin. I, I, I knew that Monty Kiffin coached the, at Nebraska. I didn't know. Monty Kiffin was the defensive coordinator uh, for the Vikings. That's right. So then Lane. Before Tampa. Yeah. So me and Lane knew each other, grew up together. I forgot about and that. And then, uh, you know, what's crazy is that, you know, Nebraska was there to look at Lane, um, not me, end up knocking Lane and all his buddies out of the game. And that's wow. how T.O. started kind of. <laughs> did you like lane is he a good he, guy you know what he was the same he was always kind of like lane lane that was <laughs> it they just they, that was just him cocky uh, arrogant but i i knew known him um, yeah, i mean we cleaned up dirty jocks together right so like but he would definitely find a way to get out of the, the work though so growing up you were probably friends with most of the coaches sons right is that that who you yeah i mean well, I, yeah i don't know no i have my own friends but uh, i knew them all yeah. yeah so but yeah i was fortunate enough to, to do be a ball boy. It taught me a lot about, uh, you know, I was exposed to different, you know, just being around professionals. Um, I'd sneak in there and watch some some tape, you know, just sit in the back, say I was good. delivering Gatorade and waters or whatever it was. And then you'd see how they get ready for a game. So I'd go through the whole preseason. You'd see them play a little bit in the first one, get a little bit more intense in the second one, uh, third and fourth. And then I was able to do a couple games during the season. So you were watching film at a really young age. Yeah, but I was just – I mean, we're not in there, like, uh, watching an hour. I mean, uh, tr trust me, once I had a break, we were trying to get into something. So. <laughs> right. But if I would I would sneak in there and they needed something, right. I'd just sit there and watch a couple plays, you know, and, and mm. watch some stuff. But, I mean, they had a great team then. They had Chris uh, Carter and all those – Anthony Carter and all sure. those guys. So yeah, was, that was fun. Yeah. Uh, he's Jay Foreman. I'm Tom Stevens sitting in for DP – it is old school. You played for the Bills. You played for the Texans, Giants, 49ers. Who do you watch the most of those teams? Probably You see, I got Bills. my Bills on right now. Yeah, yeah. Where, where's Angry Drake at? He's well, he's probably celebrating you somewhere. You follow the Texans a lot, though, too. I do. I do. I probably uh, 
I did some stuff with the Texans after I got done playing, and then I've been down there for a while. I did a lot of media stuff with them, and um, so they had Comcast Sportsnet down there, so I was down there for you know season right, or two. Right. You know, the Texans are just, um, you know, I, I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's not the organization that I knew. It's a mess. It's a mess. Yeah, it's not the or in. So it's kind of foreign to me, but they're great though to all the former players. But when you watch and see how the the moves that they were making, um, you know, like when Andre Johnson doesn't, when he, when Andre Johnson says something, right? He, I mean, very. I mean, I'm sure he goes through a whole day and might say like mm. five words, right? But everything he says means something, mm. and for him to be. No one says I can't speak for him, but I, you know, obviously he looks at it a lot yeah. differently. So it's definitely not in a good place. Uh, Husker basketball, you know, they're struggling. You've yeah. you've been to a few games. They lose again last night, sixty-seven to fifty-eight. It you know it was a close game. I mean, they started out well. First ten minutes, they actually had yeah, a had nice lead. lead. They up twenty-five to fifteen. They were shooting five of ten from three-point range. They were playing uh, better than we've seen them play right, in a yeah. while. They had some energy. Uh, but when the ball doesn't go through the hoop, and there are long stretches uh, within this team uh, that happens almost every game, uh, yeah. then you see their defense suffer. You see the energy suffer. What do you do with the situation? Like, I mean, you played on uh, bad teams, I'm sure. Uh, where <laughs> yeah, I've been uh, on a couple of bad. Where, where some of the guys yeah. are trying, and some of the other guys are just going, going through, through the, the motions. motions. Yeah, yeah. And what's well, that I mean, like? you got to have. You know, I think like. Uh, you know, with, without Trey being there, I think it, it, um, it really, really hurts the team. Yeah. Take the his, you know, I think he's a great player. So that just take take that out of it. Yeah. What he brings to the, in the team and tangibles and, and the, the little yeah. things that that's what they're missing. They're yeah. missing a a, a glue true, guy, a true glue guy, a true alpha, somebody that has a ton of respect that they can or that he can hold guys accountable, and he kind of makes the flow go right because yeah. of his experience, yeah. right. And he's a very selfless player, but he's a a good productive player. Yeah. And um so, you know, that hurt and he's like a he's like the you know, heart and soul yeah. of their team. And uh so that hurts out a little bit that hurts him a little bit. But, you know, when they they just gotta one, they gotta play through it and probably I'm sure they're focusing on the improvement that they made mm-hmm. the, versus the yeah. last two games. Obviously they had a sickness go through the team and they just mm. you know, I don't know if it was there in Michigan, but yeah. obviously they didn't look it, very yeah. good good after. Um so they, you know, they just need to find a way to get out of their own way. And what that, from my perspective, is, you know, when you're playing well, yeah, you might be five or ten of threes, but let's try to play, continue to play a different way. Let's try to get some mid range. Let's get some stuff. Let's get other guys involved. Um, I think the biggest thing is like, <laughs> you know, and and this is just from my little experience of coaching, you know, so called AAU players or AAU you know, yeah. basketball. There's like five guys outside the three-point line. You ain't going to get no rebounds like that, yeah. you know. Um, so, you know, they got to kind of just – everybody's got to take a – from just a team-building standpoint, uh, everybody's got to take a step back, look at themselves, right? In, instead of hearing the things that they're yeah. being coached, they need to really start listening to it and then apply it. And then if they really do that and really say, hey, look, man, we're too good to be playing like this, right? Yeah, because they are talented, right? You can see yeah. the talent. Yeah, they're too good. They're too. There's too much of a – they and they have the pieces 
that can find different ways to kind of manage. Like you got Eduardo Andre that can kind of yeah. get in there and play a role against a bigger team. Yeah. You got a lot of guys. So, you know, it, it's the players that really got to really take control of it. There's only so many practice drills, so many things that the coaches yeah. can do. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. everybody's idea of uh, being a fan or, or – the way it should go, it should go is like, oh well, you're not playing as well. You should let's fire the coach. Yeah. It's, it's stupid, right? You know? So yeah, I agree. Um, but you can't, you can't tinker. There are things you could do. You can yeah, you tinker. can tinker a little bit. Yeah. You can maybe like if you, you know, let's face it, D, D Walker is probably our only like physical presence, yeah. right? I yeah. mean, that's not really that's not Eduardo a, can be, but can be, yeah. but he's got to yeah. probably mature yeah. a little yeah. bit, right? Yeah. So, but just out of this, say like out of the first eight, right? Yeah. First eight guys, starter and three guys. Mm. Or seven, you know, maybe you know, do, you know, since you only got one big guy, maybe play like a little three-two zone, try to up the tempo a little bit, get some right. easy baskets, mm -hmm. you know, and and um and maybe not get caught in so many mismatches on right. switches. Yep. And with their lack of communication, I'd hope zone is a little bit, <laughs> yeah. a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I yeah. think it's it's not something that Doc has necessarily taught over the years, but they have played zone since the, he's been here. That's more of an adjustment, I think for the way they play offensively. But it's it's just really tough uh, when you get into that funk where you just can't see it, you know, go into the ocean. And right. that's where Nebraska, down up and down the roster, they are not shooting the, the yeah, basketball Yeah, I've never seen wide. a whole team not hit. But the three-point shot, even though Steph Curry shoots and, it really, really well, and, and there's guys and, out there that shoot it really, really yeah. well, that is still a harder shot than a mid-range shot. Yeah, and and or that were inside yeah. the three point line. I mean, that's just yeah. you know. Let's just be honest. I don't, Mike D'Antonio can say he can do all that. And he ain't ever won anything. He can't. <laughs> you know what true. I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, that's not if you're just having an off shooting year, then that's what you got to maybe adjust a little bit. Yeah, I, I think it's it, still a hard shot, and yeah. they're con and some of them are contested. I think where the alarming thing is the amount of uh, open ones that I guess from. Right. You know, virgin eyes that don't look like they have a chance yeah. of making it. Well, they're 353rd out of 358 teams in three-point shooting. And another bad shooting night uh, from three-point range where you started 5 of 10. And, again, you missed your last 18 in a row. It's a confidence issue. And it does affect your defense, I think, sometimes when you are when you just can't make anything. Well, um, uh, yeah. And then, you know, I guess, you know, you could say, like, oh, you want reboundable misses, yeah. right? But if you don't know, have anybody in there actively rebound, you're not going to get any rebounds. Yeah. But you'd like reboundable misses. If some of them are coming off like gunshots, they're into their break faster. Yeah. So now you're on your heels already on defense. It's not like, you know, it's a reboundable yeah. miss and you kind of two guys is going after mm -hmm. it and then you can get three guys back yeah. on D. Sometimes they're already in their fast break or fast break defense yeah. off the miss. Um, so, yeah, it does. I mean, if you're not – I mean, look, the energy – if you go and watch that, you know, the crate or not rewatch the Creighton game, the energy from when they when Webster got hot, yeah. then everybody else got hot yeah. and the energy that they had on really defense, up. it yeah. kind of yeah. goes from there. Yeah. So, and, you know, you're right. One hundred percent. Let's get to Brent. We'd love to hear from you guys. Honda Lincoln hotline four six four five six eight five Sarter Heyman text line. The same number. We're on Twitch. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. Uh, the Sarter Heyman uh, you can just wave to it and uh, and to see us there on the computer. Let's get to break though. Come back with Tanya Taki. She uh, played by uh, base, or should say volleyball at a high level at the University of Nebraska. Of course, Nebraska coming off a national championship appearance. They fall in five sets to Wisconsin. 
Uh, but it looks like a team that is going to be around and be uh, in contention for quite a while. Don't forget, Wisconsin lost four super seniors. Actually, six super seniors from that team. But we'll talk a little uh, volleyball, what Tanya saw from the other night. We'll do it next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.